A Texas judge's abortion ruling up in the air as the attorney general's office steps in to try and block it. And the first of its kind at-home treatment for postpartum depression, how it fared in clinical trials and just how common postpartum depression is. Incredible heat continues and the fire danger remains high. We'll show you when we just may turn the corner and get some rain in first warning weather. We start tonight with breaking news in Hayes County. Crews are currently responding to a large fire in San Marcos. It's visible even from downtown Austin from our Austonian weather camera there. The Hayes County Office of Emergency Management says reports about the fire came in this afternoon at about 3 on Oak Road in San Marcos. The fire burned 80 to 85 acres so far and is 0% contained. The Texas A&M Forest Service shared the fire is threatening several structures. Additional aircraft are coming soon to assist with the response. We've been told that 12 homes have been evacuated so far. A temporary shelter is set up now at the Promised Land Church on Lime Kiln Road for anyone who may have to evacuate. This is a developing story and we'll have the very latest for you at KXAN.com. The Office of the Texas Attorney General is trying to block a district judge's ruling. It gives doctors clarification on what types of medical emergencies would warrant an abortion, even under new laws in the state. Just yesterday, a judge ruled abortions could be performed in cases of medical conditions that pose a risk of infection or unsafe pregnancy that could endanger the mother's health. Medical conditions that are worsened by pregnancy and fetal conditions where the fetus is unlikely to survive. Before the response from the AG's office, we caught up with an Austin woman who says she almost died during her pregnancy last year. She's one of the primary people suing the state. Our Jayla Washington looks at what's next for the group of women who still have a long fight ahead. You're arguably the face of this lawsuit. I know the Center of Reproductive Rights uh, kind of brought forward this case back in March. For people who might not be super familiar with your story, can you just briefly tell us what happened to you last year? Had been through about a year and a half of fertility treatment, so was just beyond excited to be carrying my first baby and was diagnosed with a condition where I was dilating prematurely and that condition leads to an inevitable miscarriage. But rather than being able to intervene, my doctors could not pro provide an abortion because the baby's heart was still beating and my life wasn't considered at risk. We just had to wait for one of those things to change before they could provide health care. I went into septic shock and spent a week in the hospital. Now here we are a couple weeks after the hearing and the judge is essentially saying for now doctors can provide abortions and the following cases. What is your initial reaction to that? We're just so, so excited and proud that a court of law acknowledged and ruled that we were harmed and this is wrong and it shouldn't be happening. What would you say the hearing was like for you and do you feel like all of it was worth it? The hearing was horrific. It was extremely traumatic. It was excruciatingly painful. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat because it got us to where we are today. What would be ideal for you as an end result? We would love if, you know, the, the ruling that the judge laid down yesterday was permanent. Um, that's what we're asking for. And so certainly that would be our ultimate goal. But on a larger scale, I hope that this is giving a voice and giving courage to folks in other states who might be under similar restrictions, similar bans, and that we'll be able to fight a similar fight in other states. We're very hopeful that this is just the beginning of a, a bigger movement. 
The state's overarching law will remain in place, though, so most Texans will still not be able to get abortions. Going in-depth, the number of abortions performed in Texas dropped by more than 99% after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade just over a year ago. According to data from the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, in the first half of 2022, the state reported over 17,000 abortions. In the second half of the year, that number dropped to just 85 in total across the entire state. That's a 99.5% decrease from the first six months of last year. The FDA officially approved the first ever pill for postpartum depression. The pill, Zuronolone, is meant to be taken daily for two weeks. During clinical trials, the pill improved symptoms of depression and anxiety among new mothers as soon as three days after they began taking them. It's the first at-home treatment for postpartum depression. The only other treatment option is an IV injection approved in 2019, which requires a hospital stay for two and a half days. The FDA is also considering approving the pill for clinical depression as well, but has not made a decision on that just yet. So how common is postpartum depression among new mothers? According to the CDC, around one in eight women report symptoms soon after giving birth. The agency also says mental health conditions are an underlying cause of approximately 9% of deaths among women during pregnancy or within a year after giving birth. Postpartum depression is also more intense and long-lasting than the sadness or fatigue women typically feel after giving birth. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Want to go back to that fire in Hayes County, which we can see across Central Texas. This is the view from South Austin at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center looking toward Hayes County and the smoke. I want to show you radar for a very specific reason because radar can actually be used to pick up smoke and fires from time to time. And notice here, just after four o'clock, as this fire started to blossom east of Wimberley, you could actually detect some of the smoke drifting through Hayes City and into driftwood from the fire as it was really just starting to bubble up. Winds are coming out of the south southeast at 5 to 15 miles per hour, so the fire would be spreading to the north and northwest. And it's still relatively breezy outside and the air is super dry. Relative humidity less than 25% in most areas and even in the teens in some spots. So yes, we have our humid mornings, but the air really dries out in the afternoon, increasing the fire danger. We continue the red flag warning until 9 o'clock tonight which indicates high fire risk. Most of our temperatures are still into the triple digits and several degrees into them. So we really feel for the firefighters trying to put that fire out in this type of heat. Our forecast tonight, 102 at 7 down to 96 at 9 and we're still at 90 at 11. But coming up in first warning weather, we're not done with this heat or the fire risk yet. We'll take you through more of those types of days ahead, including some of the hottest temperatures of the year. But look at this. There is a distant shot of rain. All right, thank you, Nick. Neighbors in Valente are speaking out about dangerous racing that happens in their neighborhood. Just last weekend, a motorcyclist died in a head-on collision on Lime Creek Road near Lake Travis. People who live close to there say the winding hills and sharp turns make it a popular place for racing clubs. They told us during all times of the day, but especially late at night, they hear and see racing vehicles. Residents say they hope drivers will take time to slow down and prevent more deaths come across the racers and we've come across the wrecks. You know, we had a fatality out here last week and, uh, you know, it's 
it's something that's always on your mind when you're coming home. At last check, the Texas Department of Public Safety started an investigation into that deadly motorcycle crash. School bells about to start ringing across Central Texas for the new year. Which districts will have students filling the halls this week? Plus an alarming number of heat-related illness calls in the first few days of August. How many people have gotten sick from the heat and how that number compares to the beginning of last month? Finding assistant living. All the kids out there may not like this next story. A few school districts here in Central Texas are starting up the new school year this week. Cherokee ISD starts the new year on Monday, while San Saba, Lomita, Buckholtz, and Rockdale ISDs begin on Tuesday. Only two districts start on Wednesday, and those are Dell Valley and Gauze ISDs. And on Thursday, Richland Springs, Lampasas, Harper, Hutto, Taylor, and Copeland school districts will begin classes. There are many other districts in the area beginning school in the coming weeks. To check out a full list and an interactive map that you see here, head to KXAN.com and click onto this story. Today we tied the record high on this day in 2011. 106 today and 106 on this day in 2011. Of course, we added to the consecutive triple digit count. We're now up to 29 days in a row of 100 or hotter. We'll show you all the triple digits ahead, plus that little chance of rain we're talking about in first warning weather. This segment brought to you. Several Austin cooling centers are extending their hours this weekend due to this constant triple digit temperatures. We're having that right now. It should be noted that all city parks and libraries are functioning as cooling centers during regular operating hours. Nine cooling centers in the downtown area will be open until 8 p.m. both tonight and tomorrow. This is to help people who need a nice place to stay cool. We have a full list of all of those cooling centers as well as a map with their exact locations on the story at KXAN.com. And going in depth here, Austin Travis County EMS says its paramedics responded to 43 calls for heat related illnesses just in the first four days of August. That is a major jump from the first four days of last month when EMS reported 29 calls for heat related illness. Of course, this heat is no joke for anybody who is responding to a fire right now. And mm -hmm. we did report about that one that's happening in Hayes County today. Yeah, and you can see it from miles away. You can see behind us how it looks from our Austonian weather camera. And uh, let's show you a different view from near the airport in Del Valley, looking at that fire there in Hayes County and how that smoke is spreading as well with it. Let me give you a different perspective from the visible satellite picture, and I'm going to put it into a little bit of a different mode so it's easier to see where the clouds are or the smoke is from this fire and that's the smoke as seen from space blowing to the north northwest and it's covering you making for a very hazy view in Hayes City and Driftwood and into portions of 290 in Hayes County as that fire progresses to the north northwest and the wind speeds roughly 10 to 15 miles per hour that's likely the speed that the fire is moving as well. Our wildfire danger tomorrow is no better than today. Another very dry afternoon on the way, and I mean that as far as the relative humidity goes. The air just really dries out. You can see most of the area under a four out of five fire risk tomorrow. 
And of course, we're still dealing with the heat. We've got heat alerts for today, and they renew tomorrow from noon to 9. Excessive heat warnings for most of us, where it's going to feel like 105 to 112. Heat advisories for uh, Blanco and Gillespie counties, where those feels like temperatures won't get quite as hot. It's still going to be hot for all of us. It's still incredibly hot across the state right now, and we think that temperatures may actually climb before they start to come down. This is what's happening. Our heat dome to the west is going to wobble around a little bit and get stronger for Monday and that may push temperatures up to 108 on Monday that would tie the hottest temperatures of the year. Now while the high weakens slightly toward the end of the week it moves closer to being on top of us which may actually push us back to 108 again on Thursday. Again, two days of the hottest temperatures of the year so far. We've hit 108 twice before this week, and we may do it twice coming this week. Otherwise, we're between 106 and 108 for the next seven days. Tonight, we're down to 79, a mostly clear sky, some patchy clouds late in the night, meaning early tomorrow morning. And then we're forecasting a high of 107 tomorrow. That's one degree hotter than today, and it would be another record high here tomorrow, beating the previous record for the day of 105. Every day except Tuesday would tie or break the record high temperature. And these records go back into the late 1800s. You could see, though, the extended rainfall forecast, the 13th through the 19th, continues to hint at wetter than normal. Let's hope that materializes. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good news from our pal Nick. Let's get to Texas men's basketball. A whole lot of new faces this year. Five transfers coming in as far as a returner and a very key one. It's an Austin native was very happy to stay home. Dylan DeSue hosting his first basketball camp today at his alma mater, Hendrickson High School. The camp went very well. A lot of happy campers there. He's a proud alum coming back for now his fifth season in college basketball. This young fan sporting the jersey. It's his third at UT coming up. Being home is important for him. What an outstanding end of the season he had last year and representing the Austin area too. A focus for this Longhorn star. Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, uh, my, my first two years at Vandy, especially my second year with COVID, um, kind of limiting travel. I didn't really get to play in front of my family or in front of people that I knew too much. Uh, so, you know, being able to come back here and play in front of my family, um, you know, just represent Austin basketball, it means a lot to me. You know, Dallas, Houston, um, San Antonio even a little bit gets a lot of love. Um, but I think that Austin is kind of really overlooked. Um, it's kind of starting to uh, pick up a little bit uh, with more and more prospects coming out. Um, but it's definitely overlooked a little bit. And today, the enshrinement for Pro Football Hall of Fame, former Cowboy DeMarcus Ware inducted. But our eyes turn to next year, where former Longhorn Jamal Charles on the ballot. 38 games with the Longhorns, over 3,300 rushing yards, 39 total touchdowns from 05 to 07. But his stats that matter for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, over 7,500 rushing yards, 66 total touchdowns, mostly with the Kansas City Chiefs. More sports coming back after this. After the Astros traded for Justin Verlander earlier this week, a lot of folks on TV, and can attest they're usually not the smartest people, were saying Houston could be the best team in the American League. They still entered the day behind in their own division, though. Verlander, first start back in New York against the Yankees. One to nothing in the top of the third. Yankees in front. Jose Altuve, little man. That is now 200 career home runs for the Astros legend in the left field. Tied it up at one after that. And it was still tied at one in the bottom of the fifth with Verlander pitching well. But Jake Bowers able to leave the yard to right field. 
And that would grab the lead for the Yankees. They would not relinquish. Verlander did have a good day. 97th pitch. He gets Aaron Judge to pop out. So seven strong innings for him. But the Yankees do take this one 3-1 to one against the Astros. Could the Rangers extend their lead in the ALS? John Gray and his new battery mate Austin Hedges making his Rangers debut. Marlins up 4-0 in the top of the fourth. Luis, Luis Arise no longer batting 400, but close to it. Ezekiel Duran got to get the jersey dirty one way or another. Didn't have the best day at the plate. Trying in the field. 5-0 the Marlins. Marlins were in front, but the Rangers, they never go away quietly. Robbie Grossman, great name, better swing into deep right center. That is a three-run homer, 5-3. to three. Then Corey, don't call me Bob Seeger, two-run home run to tie it, 5-5. to five. Couple batters later, Josh Young. If you ever swung a baseball bat, this swing will make you jealous. Just beautiful through the zone. 7-5 to five after that, they hang on to win this one. 9-8 to eight in what has been a full day of matinee baseball so far. Yeah, good on the Rangers there. But we do want to focus on what's happening out there with the weather. Uh, we're tracking that fire that's out in Hayes County, and we have reports of ash falling and dripping springs at this time. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, the air is super dry, and that's our problem. The air will get more humid through the night tonight. But another hot day on the way for tomorrow and another day where the afternoon air really dries out as we head for 107. We'll keep watching the conditions through the evening. All right, stay with us, everybody. We will see you back here this evening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Thank God you're sleeping. KXAM.